He says here, praise is not supplemental. Praise is fundamental. He says, praise is not optional. Praise is essential. He says that praise is not peripheral. Praise is paramount. Welcome to Treasure Truth with pastor and author James Ford Jr., senior pastor of the Christ Bible Church in Chicago. I'm Steve Hiller. Glad you're with us today as we begin to look at the topic of praise. We're in uh, Psalm 103, and uh, pastor, as you said, praise here, there's no middle ground. You're saying praise is extremely, hugely important here. And I think for a lot of people, when we think of praise, we think of singing. You know, we uh, say, all right, now's the time to worship him, to praise him. And, uh, you know, the worship band on stage gets up to play. The choir starts to sing or whatever. But praise is so much more than just a, a time oh, of singing. Isn't most it? definitely. I mean, it encompasses singing, uh, but it also, you begin to look at, for example, Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And so he's testifying. But then verse 4, he says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of shadow of death, I will fear you, for thou art with me. See, first he was directing it to others. Hmm. Now he's directing it to God. And whenever we praise, uh, we direct our praise to God. He's cornered the market on our praise. He's the only one worthy to be glorified. And so when you read what the Psalms have to say, I like to say that Leviticus is the worship handbook and the Psalms is the worship hymn book. Hmm. And so when you look at both of those books, you see that praise involves the lifting of hands, the opening of our mouths, that our posture is involved, uh, that our proclamation is involved. So it's our total being glorifying our God. Interesting you bring up Leviticus, because I think uh, a lot of people, you, you call it the worship handbook. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people, when they read Leviticus, they think that is a rule book. That yeah. is, you know, that is dry. That's hard reading. I, you know, go to read through the Bible in a year and I hit Leviticus and man, I stall out. Uh, why would you call Leviticus the worship handbook? Uh, because the sacrifices all point to Jesus Christ. And so when you look at, for example, uh, the peace offering. Mm-hmm. We'll go to the book of Ephesians, chapter 2, uh, verses 11 through 18. It says, For he is our peace, and he has torn down the middle wall partition that separates us. And so when you begin to take the New Testament back into the Old Testament, you begin to get some comprehension about worship that you don't get if you just read dry, dead Leviticus. <laughs> you know, one of the uh, phrases, I don't remember what pastor said this, but they said, in some ways, the Old Testament is easier to understand than the New Testament because God not only tells us what we are to believe, but he gives us pictures. There you he go. shows us in, in the Old Testament. Well, we're going to uh, be in the Old Testament today, Psalm 103. So join us there as we begin Perfect Praise. Here is Pastor Ford. Sometimes uh, there's profundity in simplicity, if you understand what I'm saying. Uh, That sometimes uh, the cookies need to be on the lower table. Well, you know, that's all I know how to do anyway. I can't put them up high. so. So sometimes there's powerful messages in simple things. Yeah, Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. 
I tell you that there's some children's stories uh, that are simply profound. Uh, how many remember Humpty? Amen. Yeah, come on, say it with me. Humpty Dumpty sat on a wall. Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. All the king's horses and all the king's men couldn't put Humpty together again. You see, that's a simply profound uh, saying uh, because Humpty represents the first Adam, and God gave him dominion. He was on the wall, uh, but then he had a terrible fall in Genesis chapter 3, and uh, he was broken and couldn't put himself back together again, and all the king's horses and all the king's men couldn't put him back together again, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he has saved us. And you know what the problem is, uh, because all the king's horses and all the king's men couldn't put Humpty together again, but the problem was Humpty didn't go to the king. So in the middle of chapter three, uh, we have that proto-euangelium where we are promised that the seed of the woman will bruise Satan's uh, will crush Satan's head, and we have been given salvation through the person of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And now, I don't know whether you know it again, we back up on the wall. Because uh, the first Adam, uh, he made us fall, and the second Adam, he put us back on the wall. He's restored the years that the locust and the canker worm have eaten. Amen. He's washed us in his blood. You remember this one? Pussycat, pussycat, where have you been? I've been to London to visit the queen. Pussycat, pussycat, what did you do there? I frightened a mouse under her chair. Wow. Wait a minute, wait a minute. There's a very powerful and profound truth encapsulated in that little children's rhyme. Because this cat said he's going to see the queen. When he got there, the queen is on the throne. He's in the throne room, uh, but he sees a mouse, and rather than focus on the queen, he focuses on the mouse. Mm, I know what you're waiting for. How can that be so profound? See, what the cat did wasn't appropriate for the context. What do you mean? The context call for praise and worship uh, because you're in the presence of the queen. And that's why you came in the first place, but you wasting your time messing with a mouse. We do that, don't we? We're supposed to be coming to worship the king of kings and the Lord of lords, but we focus on what everybody got on. Uh, we're supposed to be worshiping the king of kings uh, or the Lord of lords, but we actually come looking for a boo. Uh, okay, let me let you alone. Let me let you alone. You ain't feeling this. In other words, in the throne room, queen on the throne, you chase the mouse. Some things are inappropriate for the context. See, if you're just sitting and that's all you're going to do for the entire service, then you're chasing a mouse uh, because sitting is not acceptable uh, for being in the presence of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. If your mouth stays shut the entire time that we're here, then you're chasing a mouse uh, because uh, just uh, keeping your mouth shut is not appropriate uh, for the context of where we are worshiping 
worshiping the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. If your arms are folded and you're blown up like a bullfrog because you don't like what I preach so far, uh, then you're chasing the mouse uh, because uh, having your arms folded and blowed up like a bullfrog is not appropriate for the context of worshiping the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Uh, if you're texting or you're tweeting or you're posting on Facebook, uh, you are chasing a mouse. It's not appropriate for the context in which we are in worshiping the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. If you're sitting, soaking, and souring, then you're chasing a mouse because sitting, soaking, and souring is not appropriate for the context in which we are now worshiping the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Yeah, see, 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 <laughs> only praise is appropriate for this context. You're in the presence of royalty, you ought to be praising him. You're in the presence of majesty, you ought to be praising him. You're in the presence of dignity, you ought to be praising him. You're in the presence of authority, you ought to be praising him. He's the alpha and the omega, you ought to be praising him. He's the one that the seraphim and the cherubim cry out, holy, 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 Lord God Almighty. I'm going to have church by myself because I can see right now. Some of y'all ain't going to move the whole time you're here. And you know it really kills me that God don't move you at all. That nothing, I bet you the football game moves you. I bet you the basketball game moves you. I bet you getting paid moves you. But God doesn't move you. You know why that is. Because God is not as important important in your life as you think he is. Otherwise, he would move you. <laughs> Lord, have mercy, Jesus. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're in the presence of the one who's the ancient of days. You're, you're in the one that is high and lifted up sitting on the throne. That's why Psalm 100 verse 4, oh boy, this is what the Bible says. Who, who cares about what the Bible says? Enter into his courts with thanksgiving, into his courts with praise, and be thankful unto him and bless his holy. Is that in your book? Is that in your Bible? Does it tell you you're supposed to respond in praise to God? Hmm. Now, David agrees with me in Psalm 103 because he's going to tell us we ought to live lives that give to God perfect praise. Uh, this psalm is called the Mount Everest of praise. Why Psalm 103? Why not Psalm 100? Why not Psalm 150? Because this one is just chock full of. When you get into this psalm, you're ascending to the highest kind of praise that one could have in all of the psalms. You know the difference. The Bible speaks to us, but the psalms speak for us. You're listening to Treasure Truth with Pastor Ford and a message from Psalm 103. It's called Perfect Praise, and we're going to get back to this teaching in just a moment. You know, maybe there's something that you're hearing as we talk about praise today that raises a question in your mind. You're wondering what the Bible says about praise. You're wondering how you apply maybe a certain passage of Scripture to your walk with Christ. Well, you can always ask your question to Pastor Ford by coming to treasuretruthradio.org. Click on the contact link and you can ask your question there. And who knows, we might just answer that on a future broadcast. Also, if you're listening in another part of the world or if God has used Pastor Ford's teaching in your life in some way, 
to maybe bring about a significant change. Maybe you've come to know Christ through something you've heard. Maybe your marriage has been healed. Maybe a relationship outside of your marriage has been restored. Or maybe you're just uh, growing in your walk with Christ. We'd love to hear your story. Come to treasuretruthradio.org and click on contact. Back to the message. Here's Pastor Ford. Amen. I, 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 love, I love the Psalms. Let me tell you why. Because David just real about his stuff. He real about his mess. You know, he tells God, I've lost the joy of my salvation because of my sin. He says, call down fire on my enemies. I like that. Even though I'm living in the age of grace, I like that. And I like the Psalms. And so here in Psalm 103, he tells us we are to live lives uh, that offer to God Perfect praise. I know what you're thinking. Well, what does perfect praise look like? Here it is. I'm going to drop them. I'm not going to push them. Number one, he says then the priority of perfect praise. This is what he talks about. Let me tell you about the priority of perfect praise. If you're going to have perfect praise, you got to have the priority. Bless the Lord. Okay, they didn't hear me over here. Bless the Lord. Okay, okay, okay. One or two of you, yeah. Bless the Lord. Oh, okay. Bless the Lord. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Amen. I, thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, because it's a command. Now, now I know why you missed it, because it doesn't sound like a command. Bless the Lord. But it is a command. See, see there's a lot of things uh, uh, that you learn when you've been married for 46 years. Let me tell you one of them. For example, I can tell uh, what my sugar baby wants uh, by how she addresses me. If she says to me, uh, darling, she want to do something. Yeah. If she says to me, uh, baby or sweetheart, uh, she wants something. Uh, if she says to me, I've been thinking, I just reach in my pocket because it's going to cost me something. <laughs> Amen. It costs money. Now, all you single people don't understand that, but brothers, if they say, you know, I've been thinking, it always is going to cost you. Get your money out of your pocket, get your credit card out, get ready for a bill. I ain't hear you say, we you laughing? You supposed to say amen. You know it. Yeah. And, and so I can always tell. I've been thinking, going to cost me something. Darling, uh, do something. Sweetheart, she wants something. And she'll say something like this. She'll say, would you please stop by Walgreens and pick up my meds? Now, let me tell all of the young married guys something. That is not a question. That is a command. Can I get some married help here? Are all y'all married on the front row? You, you know it. Amen. So you say, it can't be. No, if I go home without it, where my medicine? Well, well, you said, would I? No, 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 no. I know I said, would I? But you know you should. And that's why we don't know this is a command. We don't know it's a command because it says, bless the Lord. And we think it's an option. But no, it's just like my wife. It's a command that sounds like you have an option. In other words, you come up in here, you don't have an option. You are called to bless the Lord. It is a command. Now, it's not just any command. Uh, uh, Mike Thompson, uh, who's studying Hebrew, shared with me that this is what is called in the Hebrew a PL stem. Say PL stem. 
Now, what is that? Now, I know what Greek is. In Greek, it's emphatic. It's intensive. In other words, bless the Lord. In other words, the focus is on the blessing. The focus is on the action that we're to bring in the presence of the Lord. Quit chasing mice because there's a lot of pussycats up in here today. Quit chasing mice. Yeah, what you need to do is bless the Lord. Seven times in this chapter, bless the Lord. Okay, walk with me. Number one, verse one, bless the Lord. Oh, my soul and all that is with me, bless his holy name. That's number two. Verse two, bless the Lord. Oh, my soul. That's number three. Look at verse 19. The Lord has prepared his throne in the heavens and his kingdom ruled over the earth, over all. Bless the Lord, ye his angels. There's number four. Bless the Lord, verse 21, all ye hosts that do his pleasure. Bless the Lord. There's number six, all his works in the places of his dominion. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. Seven times. That's God's number for perfection. That's where I got the title, perfect praise, that he says seven times, bless the Lord, 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 bless the Lord. You think he's trying to make a point here? In this last day, uh, on the, this last day, uh, you know what you ought to be doing in here today? You ought to be looking back over the year, see where God has brought you from. Count your blessings. Name them one by one. See what mighty things God has done. Yeah, he put food on your table and clothes on your back. Yeah, roof over your head and all this cold weather. You got heat. You ought to be praising him. You ought to be thanking him. You ought to shake your head if you can't wave your hand. You ought to open your mouth. Give God a hallelujah. Perfect praise. Yeah. Yeah. What do you do the last day? You give him praise. So it's a command to make praise your priority. Yeah. Yeah. What are you talking about, Pastor Ford? He says here, praise is not supplemental. Praise is fundamental. He says praise is not optional. Praise is essential. He says that praise is not peripheral. Praise is paramount. Now, for some, praise is not a priority. I'm talking about folk who say, I don't need all that worship stuff. I don't need all that praise stuff. As some of you know, you come to Bible study, thank God that you do. Because half, more than half, don't. Only, only 20% of the people come to Bible study, you know. And so sometimes we don't even get that. But they come at five minutes to seven or seven o'clock because they know that's when I get up to teach. So they skip the worship and praise and don't realize that praise is paramount. Praise should be our priority. Now, sugar babe, you know sometimes what I do is you, you'll be talking to me and uh, you know I'm in my word or something like that. Uh, or I'm doing something or in the TV and you'll say, I'm getting ready to take a trip to the moon. And then I'll say, well, go ahead. Just make sure you watch yourself while you're on your way. Because whatever she's doing, my priority is right then. But there's four words, four words that she uses. And every time she does, I don't care what I'm doing, she has my attention. You want to know what those four words are? Say, say tell us. It's time to eat. And when she says, it's time to eat, 
boom, everything drops in. Why? Because eating with me is a priority. Some of y'all know it. Yeah, I love to eat. Eating is a priority. Praise ought to be a priority. Here's what my pastor told me. Here's what my pastor told me. He said, Bo Ford, I want you to do something for me. I said, Pastor, I ain't got time. He said, no, 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 no. Don't tell me you don't have time. You see, everybody has the same amount of time. It's not a question of time. It's a question of priority. Just tell me uh, you don't want to do it because whatever is your priority, you make time for it. Now, you got up out of your warm bed, got outside in that cold car, turned that ignition on, and it started. And you warmed that car up, and you came to church to do what? I hope you came to praise him because it's a matter of priority. Mm. Yeah, it's a command, but then notice, it's to be continual because this in the Hebrew is participial. What does that mean? It means ongoing action. In other words, not just in here, out there, at home, at the job. Wherever I am, I'm on holy ground. I'm praising God. It's to be continual. It's supposed to be a lifestyle, not just something I do in church. And you know one of the things that really gets me? Some of you don't even do it in church. What's he saying? It's to be continual. Why? Because God is good. And all the time. That's right. In other words, you're saying, I know uh, that God has been good to me. Mm. But then notice, not just the priority for perfect praise, but notice the position for perfect praise. I'm not leaving it. Bless. The word bless is barak. Say barak. And Barak means to bend the knee or to bend the knees. Now, here's what would happen. If you went to the throne room and the king allowed you access, first of all, you knew it was a privilege. How many know it's a privilege to be able to be up in here, up in here, worshiping God today? It's a privilege. How many know uh, that more than half as a matter of fact, it's probably three-fourths of all believers today uh, can't do what we're doing. Hmm. So when you go into the presence of the king, when you get down on one knee, that's allegiance. But when you get down on both knees, that's adoration. I like that definition, don't you? You're listening to Treasure Truth with Pastor Ford, the beginning of a message called Perfect Praise. We're going to continue next time. Hope you make it a point to tune in. But while I have just a moment, I want to remind you that Treasure Truth is a listener-supported ministry, and that is exactly what it sounds like. We depend on those who listen to this program, who are maybe encouraged, challenged, growing in their walk with Christ through what they hear from Pastor Ford's teaching each day to give a gift and support the program. And today being the end of the year, I want to ask you to give a generous year-end gift. Maybe you've been waiting until the end of the year to make a gift to ministry. Well, would you consider giving a gift right now? Come to the website. It's treasuretruthradio.org. You can click on the button that says make a donation and give that generous year-end gift today. Again, that's at treasuretruthradio.org. 
and click on that link that says make a donation. Thanks for doing that. It really is your generosity that allows us to continue to bring you God's word through Pastor Ford's teaching here on this station. Well, thanks also to our producers, Amy Rios and Ryan McConaughey. For Pastor Ford, I'm Steve Hiller. Treasure Truth is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.